Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. We are back. For another episode of Inside the Monster, it's episode 8, presented by Odyssey. That is Joey Capone. I am Steve Peralt. Joey, that was another tough series loss, man. I'm in Tropicana right now, looking at the old field here. They're cleaning it up. They were using some leaf blowers earlier, and that kind of pushed back our start time of this podcast. But... Oh, man, my complaints will stick with the product on the field this series. Really off the top here, though, Joey, your immediate thoughts as the Red Sox drop two out of three in a series where it felt like they won two out of three. First thought. Second thought? Just second thought. (laughs) What? 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 I know. What? I really went deep diving into my brain and into my heart last night after game two to try to find a positive. And I think the one positive I pulled away was this series made me realize how much I care about this team. It just is a great little reminder that, hey, the Bruins can win. The Celtics can advance to 3-0 and against the Nets and against Kyrie. And you're going to go to bed just thinking about a Kevin Kiermeyer walk-off and about how, how much that stings. Uh, that sucked, man. That sucked. It was that was tough. I mean, we're we're mainly gonna talk about game two today, Sunday, yesterday, if you're listening, Monday was just kind of a stinker. I mean, you get two runs early, they score zero runs the rest of the game, four hits in the first inning, two hits the rest of the game. Uh Valdez plunks a couple of guys, Brazier comes in. And as he's done all season, he lets up inherited runners. He lets them score. The wild pitch by Deekster there. A Rosa Reina, I love that he just... Yeah, what a dick. And by love, <laughs> I mean, like, as a baseball fan, he does this... He does stuff that just kind of bugs me. Like, he does he mm-hmm. does this, like, eh, why not stuff. Like, he's just kind of dicking around out there. Like, running yeah. in, there was no chance he was going to score no. there. Like, that, no. was, that was such a weird move. It was like he pressed the wrong button or something. Dude, he he I think he does it because he has such crazy postseason luck that yeah. he has like no reason to not try it. Yeah. 
You no, know, I, I think that's just fair. learned that, oh, like when I do stupid stuff, it works out. Yeah. Well, he had the steal of home, and weirdly enough, in, in that in that first game of the playoffs last year against the Red Sox, mm. weirdly enough, when that happened, I was excited because I'm like, oh, now he's going to keep doing stupid things the rest of the series. Like, he's going to keep thinking he can just get away with stuff. Like, he's the classic type mm. that can't, I feel like he can't be told what to do ever. Those people, mm. by the way, are the worst people ever. Like, the second you, like, try to give them any constructive criticism or any feedback they like double down and get even worse i feel like a rosa rain is the guy that you can't tell me nothing and mm. that's what kanye made that song about can't tell me nothing it was about randy Rosarena when he yeah, made that song like featuring randy Rosarena. yeah yeah, yeah. when he made that song 15 years ago but it's that play was weird to me it's like what are you doing but no overall in this you know most recent game here in game three i'm just i'm sick of it joey i'm sick of the Early runs and then crickets the rest of the way, and I understand. Like I'll I'll give you the the fact that JD's been out, and you know he was taking BP here. He's running in the outfield. He was trying to give it a go. I always think, especially in April, it is the absolute right call to be cautious with these guys instead of forcing them back into a game that you know. I guess grand picture, you know, big picture, you need it, but you don't really need it. So it's like have him play in Toronto, have him get that series in Baltimore where he mashes. And then come back to Fenway. But it was noticeable, mm-hmm. Joey. His absence, JD's absence from the lineup was noticeable. And they just can't really string yeah. anything together. Outside of like the first and second inning. That that's been a thing this year. I know we're still in April, but early in games there, it's a lot of this run scores, this run scores, another hit, another hit. Yeah. That was Friday and Sunday. Where it's, you know, single, single, single. That's the thing. It's not a lot of extra base hits. Mm-hmm. But you thought today it was gonna be like, all right. Tough loss on Saturday. Absolutely should have won that game. We'll talk about that more in a sec. But you thought that, you know, in the first inning, they're coming out. They're, everybody's getting on base. And then just crickets the rest of the way. And it's it's frustrating. It is. It's it's very frustrating. Uh, first of all, I will say, uh, I don't know if you saw moments before we started recording that it's official that JD is making the trip to Canada. Okay. So yeah, whether or not he's in, you know, the, the first game. He should on be. On Monday, you know, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, but that's something. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, we you said right before we started recording, like gotta stop falling for the the early offense games over feeling. Yeah. I'm such I'm such a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for believing that any feeling or emotion that comes my way is permanent. <laughs> like this is just the way it's going to be. I said to you after we won game one against the Blue Jays last series, I was like, oh, here comes a sweep. We won, so now <laughs> we're going to keep winning. Um, and yeah, after we went up two zero, I was like, ugh. Well, like, it's over. It's already yeah. over. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, there were six hits in this game. Four of them came in the first inning. So, it, I mean, the the offense is coming in bunches at an almost comical rate. You know, nine innings in game two of nothing, like absolutely nothing, and then you know a, a two run tenth inning, and then a two run first inning. And then another borderline silent seven right after it. I know. No, it's it's less than ideal. I mean, you got to give McClanahan credit. He gives up the two earned runs in the first inning, gives up four hits in the first inning. The rest of the way, he went seven innings total, only gave up another two hits the rest of the game with seven Ks. And by the time he was out of the game, it felt like it was over. That's another tough thing. These short deficits late in games, you're not feeling like they're coming back. Like, it's really, and I know it's early in the season, I get it, 
but you're not feeling like, oh, socks are going to, it doesn't matter. Socks are going to yeah. find well, a way. Yeah, I mean, the offense hasn't given you any reason to believe, like, oh, they'll just come alive. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's been it, the tough part. That's been the tough part is that you want them to at least give you reason to believe, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to string something together. But, you know, if we keep following this trend here, it's, it's brutal. I mean, it's hard to watch. And there are times, Joy, I got to say, one of my favorite parts of this series, because we're going to, you know, you always got to sprinkle in some positivity. Go for it. One of my favorite parts of the series was talking with people that listen to our program here on Inside oh, the Monster. Oh, so it was not on the field. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. One of my favorite parts of this was when I wasn't hey, if watching. I'm talking, if I'm talking on the field and we're kind of jumping all over the place here, it was nice to see backpacks, uh, you know, sure. end that game on yeah. Friday. But yeah, yeah, it was it was great talking to people at the park. And Joey, I got to say, a lot of times when I'm interacting with folks that listen to our show, you kind of lose track of the game a little bit. I'm not saying that is a bad thing because I'm missing nothing. Like I'm looking back over and, you know, on Friday and Sunday, uh, probably interacted with the most, the most listeners on those two days. Mm-hmm. And from the, the third inning on in both situations, fourth inning on, whatever, just mm-hmm. crickets, like just absolutely nothing at the plate. Can't get anything going. Complaining at strike calls that are whatever. Some are borderline, but the second you start blaming the umps, and making that seem like it's the issue, it's in your head. And I, I really don't like right. seeing that. And they really got to stop doing that. But, um, yeah, it's disappointing, in man. The, I don't know if you had anything else from this game, but obviously we want to talk a little more on one and two. Yeah, I was going to say, in the exact opposite vein, dude, I missed the first two pitches of this game. <laughs> I turned on the telly and saw, like, pitches two, Boston won. Like, I was like, how... What? There's no way. I was yeah. I was so mad, man. I was so mad. I like rushed home. I feel like every game this series, I like had to get home for. I'd like get there just. Well, in hey, time. six ten start on idiot. a Saturday is weird. That's a weird yeah. start time. It totally is. But today, I mean, I, I should have been. I should have been. I thought it was a three today for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, so did but, Jemai. Uh, I think everybody thought it was a three. Was there some schedule that know. showed it as three? There's a chance that one of the schedules showed it as three. I don't know. Listen, if Jemai thinks so, man, I'd believe that somebody yeah. else messed up and Jemai wasn't mistaken. I'd believe no, that. No, Jemai has never been wrong. But I was a bozo. I decided to stop at McDonald's on the way home. So because of that, I missed like <laughs> the entirety of the offense in, in, in game three here. Isn't that um, feeling the worst, by the way, when like you miss uh, offense in the first couple of innings, first inning or two, mm-hmm. and then you the the time you get to watch is is the poop time. It's just complete nothing. Yeah, that's tough. I saw Deacon's wild pitch. That was that was pretty sick. I know uh, that was brutal, man. Yeah. Ball barely just, goes any further. I mean, obviously you want to have Vasquez get that. Deacon's control mm-hmm. is all over the map. He mm-hmm. has been all over the place. Walks three guys on Friday in a closing yeah. situation. Um, that's Absolute, been a problem. That was that was brutal. That was another time that I had the the Beaker Muppets tweet ready to go. Yeah, uh, I don't that know if was going to happen. That was a really scary. It might be there, a sign, man. Joey. Maybe don't have that tweet ready to go, and he's going to pitch well. I'll tell you, I didn't walk away from Game Three of this series being like, man, I can't wait to like have the Jake Diekman tweet ready to go next time around. <laughs> no. So yeah, I mean, it's not at the top of my of my to do list right now. Um, but speaking of the bullpen, dude. Bummer that the Valdez streak and the Robles streak came to an end. I know in in the same series. Um, just a bummer. Just a bummer. Val- uh, Valdez came in with eight scoreless innings into today. I know it. Ha- it seems like this happens. He'll have a stretch like that, and then just an implosion. I mean, he gets one out, credited for one out, three earned runs, one walk, and I believe he plunked two guys. So that's not great. Uh, mm-hmm. Brazier comes in and. 
again, it's I, I think everybody's on Brazier, and you know it's understandable, but. A lot of times he's coming in in situations where it was it was brief last year. Obviously, he didn't pitch much last year, but he was getting out of these jams, and now he's not this season, still early in the year. So the Brazier thing, everyone's like, oh, just just cut him, just release him. It's like you only have so many arms out there. You can't just start cutting guys. That's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I you don't would, know if I'm there. I'm definitely not there. No, but. no. But still, I mean, you know, Hyman, mm-hmm. I think all these guys are going to give the team a lot of time to at least adapt to what would be a normal spring training. I know Barnes alluded to it after his outing on Friday that, you know, we're finally right now where opening day would have been. So understandable that guy's going to be a little bit choppy, but it's just not great to see, especially when your lineup can't string a lot of runs together or really any runs together at all. Joey, 2.6 runs per game in this series in St. Pete, 1.6 runs per game from the the I know I was going to say 1.6 against the Blue Jays. That was definitely Mm -hmm. in Toronto. So I don't know. It's been tough. It's been tough. I do want to talk game one. Uh, we'll talk one and yeah. two here. I um, just kind of walking around the park, Joey. Wanted to get different yep. vantage points from this splendid park that is Tropicana Field. And I got to say, one of the better spots mm-hmm. is in right field. It's by the foul pole. And you're pretty close to the field. There's normally a lot of seats open over there. They don't really check you or anything. It doesn't matter. I got the enchilada. But mm-hmm. sitting over there... Um, you know, a couple of people are going to meet up in a few innings, a couple of listeners of the pod. And I'm like, all right, Raffi's up right now. I'm going to record because that's what I do when Raffi's up. And I don't always record right. every Raffi at bat, but sometimes I get the home run tingles. And that's when I record. Tingly, you get the tingle jingles? The tingle jingles. Basically, it's the home run tingles is it's kind of like a spidey sense. It's yeah, kind of like you feel it. Would you say that you feel it? Physically? It's kind of in my brain. Oh, OK. Yeah, like it's like my, br- my my head tingles, and so that's a okay. lot of mass to tingle. It's a big head, so it's ah. basically, I'm like, wait a second, like, like it's almost like a buzz. It's it's like when you get a text or something, and but it's my brain getting a text of like, uh-huh. yo, record this because he's probably going deep. And I have now recorded all of Rafi's homers: one in New York, one in Boston, one in St. Pete. So the ball, wow. I'm telling you, Joey, I don't know how many times you're in the bleachers or what your favorite vantage point is. It's good here because the bleachers aren't that deep, so you're pretty close to the field. Mm-hmm. And this has happened to me a couple times. Once in Baltimore when JD hit a rope that went like two rows behind me. When when the ball is off the bat and it's anywhere near your vicinity, at least where your vision is, you just assume uh, it's coming for you. Like it's it's immediately just like, this is my moment. I'm going to catch a home run. I'll give it to a kid. Don't worry. I, I probably might uh, keep it, but no, I'll give I it to a kid. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, nah, but I'm just saying, I don't I, you know, I in the back of my head, I'm yeah, like, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Denchilada. So I'll, I'd probably give it to a kid. A lot of kids out there. But... I always want to say, you know, on my on my deathbed, Joey, I want to mm-hmm. say I caught a home run in a major league game. Do you get panic when you see the ball coming your way? Oh, immediately like your that... heart pounds. It, it's like it's yeah, like a go, boom. Oh, it's like one oh, big no. boom. Oh no! And it's like oh, oh, you just you just get hit by this wave of like, oh. and you're like, I got it. I got to <laughs> forget get. how your hands work, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like walking around like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm not gonna catch it like that. And so, but then naturally your brain catches up, and you're like. Mm-hmm home runs don't just go like straight like a lot of times especially down the line they're gonna have tail on them and Mm. so sure enough there's a family next to me and like if i was gonna catch the ball i would have had to plow through them and i'm already thinking about red sox stats tweeting that gif out and so i'm like i'm just not (laughs) let's avoid it and it lands a couple rows behind me so my my quest to catch a home run is still out there but um yeah Mm -hmm. that game i'm telling you man it felt like the red sox were up like eight to one Mm -hmm. in the fourth inning of game one and i'm looking up and i'm like yeah it's a little weird. It's still four to one. And then Franco comes up. I'm like, I bet he hits a bomb, hits a bomb, four to two. 
and you get a little later in the game and it's like what's going on here all the vibes were leading towards bad loss mm-hmm. and they somehow shut the door in the ninth after Diekman <laughs> walks the bases drunk and then Barnes comes in with Wander Franco up I know and gets that out that was I know in terms of P pants level that was a good old 10 out of 10 this this whole series made no sense man every yeah. game ended just the opposite if you took like the uh you know a, a live line or something you'd be a a, a wealthy fella right about now that because that game for sure I had no I had no uh hope when the bases were loaded Franco came up with one out and Deekman was walking like hanging his head walking Franco, off the two mound. outs two outs of Franco coming up two outs two outs with Franco up okay let, let me tell you a couple of numbers here yeah okay this is in reference to Jake Deekman in in that ninth inning 33. 67, 31, 44. Do you want to guess what those numbers are? You just threw a, that was a lot of numbers. I know one of them's a ton of balls. <laughs> that is how many seconds between pitches uh, Jake Deacon was taking in the ninth inning. Thirty-three balls. That's a there long time. There was a moment. It's sixty-seven seconds. There was no no time granted. There was sixty-seven second dude. Like when I see Deacon start to take longer and longer than usual. I mean, you just the confidence fades by the second. You know, X got to uh, be losing his mind. He wants the, he wants pitchers to go. He does not yeah. like. He's like, this guy's moving at the speed of stink. Come like on. you got to you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. But yeah. yeah, that was tough, man. Not not the finest outing for Deekman. He gets two outs and walks three guys, mm-hmm. uh, one strikeout, and Barnsey comes in. Hey, we got a a topic about this series that happened in every game that we must discuss is Trevor Story's defense. And how it makes you feel a little weird so far as a Sox fan because you're like, this guy's glove is elite. Trevor Story has an elite glove, but he's a shortstop playing second, so he's more used to a longer throw. I get it. But he's also a big leaguer, and he is a ball player, and I kind of think these throws should be better. That I mean, we'll we'll get to game two in a sec, but... In each Are you talking game, about the double play. Right I'm now talking with about Xander? the DP right now. Yeah, so yeah. he kind of collects it, gives Xander a tough throw, and that would have ended the game. Obviously, Barnes comes in and closes it out, so the Red Sox win anyway. But some of these throws, he'd be the first to tell you too. I mean, he's he's got to clean it up. I know he said after the Saturday game, he's like, "That's on me." So um, it's just been noticeable. Even in this game on Sunday, it was another tough throw to Bobby, and he had to pick it on a on a good stab. You know, he's really good. He's he's good at range into his left and right, specifically his left. Like yeah. he's really good at like stabbing the ball, especially off of the turf that has some zip on it, and he can get that thing, you know, completely corral it and be ready to go. And if anything, he's rushing it, and it's hard to get on him too much right now, considering it's April, and his baseball brain tells him, "I got to go now instead of I got to go now." That's a big mm. difference. That half a second from the throw from short versus the throw from second is a huge difference. And I think he'll finally, as we go along here, get used to it. Yeah. I I like that. The pressure on story is not as high as it could be. You know, it's nice to know that he's in a place in a city on a team where he is not immediately met with the pressure to be the guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, and, and with that, a lot of other cool. free agents, that's the case. You got to be the guy immediately. The guys that just right. signed Correa, Baez, you know, you go down the list. Yeah. Freeman. It's nice that For, he Actually, gets Freeman's the... a bad example because they have 8 million guys over there. But anyway. Right. But you still expect him to be Freddie Freeman right yeah. away just because he was like 
the free agent. I guess I guess you could argue Correa was, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, either way, uh, but story was never picked up to be like you know the MVP of this team. So it's nice that there's not that pressure offensively on him, and that there's some. Uh, understanding around his defense that he is playing a new position. Yeah. People are being a little open-minded about it. I don't think anybody is, or anybody with like a brain anyway, is actually concerned or out on story or like upset about his performance. I think everybody from what I'm seeing anyway is in a pretty similar boat, which is man, can't wait till this stops because it will stop. <laughs> yeah. I just want it to sooner than later. The defense stuff, there are some that are understandable, some that are a little tougher too. That that double play you're talking about to Xander was really weird because it's a it's a five foot underhand toss. Yeah, and it's like it just like just chill, man. You want to tell him like, dude, it's all right. Take a breath, man. Yeah, it's all you're good. good. You're good. But the the the, fro- the throws to first are a, a little a more understandable. It's a totally different angle that you're you're throwing from, um, and I, I don't want to jump to game two already. No, unless just, you just want to get last, there. My last thought on game one is that there's something brewing here with Bogey and Story. Like not even like that. Whatever that feed to Bogarts. Whatever. I just mm-hmm. they had they both had great plays in that game. Sander jumps up snags a ball that I thought he had no business getting. That was incredible. That might have been in the gap, honestly. Um, And Story had multiple great plays of his own. And there seems to be this, like, there's a mutual respect there of, like, all right, we're on the same team. If anything, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, it's putting the BS aside of, like, they just brought in my replacement. Like, it's, I think they're out there, they're grown-ups, and they're like, if we're going to do anything of relevance this year, we both need to be great. And we both need to hold each other accountable. And when I see pictures of both of them, I'm like, that's two studs right there. Those are two ball players. Those are two guys that have been there, done that. All-stars. Guys that hit bombs. That obviously Xander gets critiqued for his defense, but it's more that his range isn't as big as everybody else. Xander's a, a good defender if you're not going to mm-hmm. get into Fort Borb Zort. So I'm sensing it a little bit with them that there's chemistry building and that there's a little hold each other accountable element to it. And I like what I see, Joey. I really do. I mean, there's going to be errors along the way. There's going to be, you know, story adjusting to the distance of the throw to first base when he's used to it coming from short. But I think their relationship, the relationship between Xander and story is extremely important to the overall success of this year's team. And I can feel a good, they got a good buzz going so, uh, so far. I wish that I felt so differently about what you just said. You know, I wish that that inspired, like, I'm just... No, they hate know. each other. I don't know. I, I No, no, no. It's just that I'm pre... I'm just... I'm preparing myself. I'm just pre-sad for whatever, whatever's no, no, no. down the no, line. No, no, no. Get that just, out of here. Just, We're hard not, not talking that. It's hard that. not to. Get I know, I know. It's April. I know, I know. That but, thought has uh, been ejected. Yeah. Oh, it's out of my brain now. That's now definitely I'll just what feel great, too, Steve. when they kick you out. You have been ejected. Hey, you're get out of here. Get out of here, Thanks, mister. Man. Now, now I feel so much better. Now I see them and I say, wow, I can't believe this is our middle infield for the next eight years. Um, game two. Game two, dude. Um, an- <laughs> It's funny. My, my first one here is actually another tough story play uh, trying to turn two again. It's, it's like the easier the play is, the harder it is for him sometimes. But I know. Um, something that that needs to be like 
I'm sure people get this, and I'm sure most fans understand this, but seeing it live, and I hate being like, I was here, so I saw it live, <laughs> but like, I, it, you notice the ball flies off the infield here. Like, if, if mm-hmm. you hit a rope and it skids off the turf, it flies. Like, it is not like Fenway at all. So mm-hmm. that adjustment is what I'm almost most impressed with for Story because he's not used to playing on fake fields. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. – I, I don't know how many he had in Colorado, but um, in terms of road games. But, yeah, I, I just – that can't be understated because, again, when you go off your baseball instincts and a guy like him, that's what you have to do as you're trying to adjust to second base, you think you have more time to get the ball and you don't. And more often than not, basically every time he got to the ball this series, it was we're just talking throws. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. That's just adjusting to the length of the throw to first base. So the tricky part, though, Joey, and I don't want to – we'll get to this in a second, actually. I don't want to fast-forward too much. Um, I just wanted to say combined no-hitters are so stupid. Like What's it's not, the point? It's so dumb. It shouldn't count. Knock it the, off. The point of a no-hitter yeah. is the guy that did it, the guy that gave up the no-hits, not six dudes – yeah, you can't cheer for an organization getting a no hitter. You know, you're not going to tune in to a combined no no. Yeah, you know? and I got to say the vibe, and obviously the vibes in Tropicana Field are are what they are. This is different right, than any right, other right. park in the bigs, but it wasn't no hitter energy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Even after Jackie grounds out, and tech, you know, it's essentially a no hitter. They they had no hit the Sox for nine innings. It was just like, eh, you know, it was like your cheer for. Just forcing it to the ninth, the bottom of the ninth in a tie game. Yeah, it wasn't like we just no hit the Red Sox for nine innings. So combined no hitters can get the hell out. Like I got, I got no yeah. time for it, and I'm glad it didn't happen officially. Like obviously you get the nine innings, and then Bobby hits the triple. Um, and the place, I mean, there's so many Sox fans here. That's one thing that I did love about mm-hmm. the trip is it just feels like Fenway South. I know we say that about JetBlue, but like Tropicana is just loaded with Sox people. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that happened in this game I wanted your thought on because you were not watching. Yeah, I wanted your takes on like the the broadcast element because I do miss a lot of stuff. Being uh, Yuke Yuke is just gosh darn lovely. Yep. Uh, after uh, a nice story play, I forget exactly what it was. It was a a nice little scoop. Yuke uh, called him the author. Wow. Yeah. I actually like that a lot. And it flowed pretty nicely. It was. It felt really natural. I was like the author. Okay. That's pretty good, Kevin. I like that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But beyond that, <laughs> first nine was really I thought you were gonna have like a list of stuff. You're like, you said no, the author. That was kind of it. <laughs> that it was, was it. It was just such a. It was just such a bummer, man. I, I'll be honest, man. After the game ended, because I don't even really want to talk about how it ended. After it ended, it felt like I got dumped. Like, my heart hurt. Yeah. I was like, I, I sat there just, like, sighing. Just, God. Yeah. I, I went and I got Ben and Jerry's out of my fridge. I sat down and ate a whole pint of chocolate therapy in the dark. And wow. And I wasn't until I Dude, got up. Dude, that season and- over stuff. You're doing that for an <laughs> April game at the truck. I don't know what this was. This, I, I tweeted, it's April, it's April, it's April, because for whatever reason, this one like really, really hurt. I think it had well, something Saturday to do game, with... Well, the Saturday game, of course. Oh, well, it, the game was over. That's why it hurt. It, it, yeah, it was It was done. I was already celebrating. And then like it was the fact that it was like Bob who broke it up. Yeah, you were already <laughs> like popping champagne in the streets and stuff, and then you had to go back to Ben and Jerry's mode. 
but uh, like for those who don't know, I love Bob. I hate that he's struggling. Oh, we so, all do. I, I think that's yeah. the tough part is that Bob is one of the most liked Red Sox players among the fan base. For sure. And so if he's struggling, like everybody struggles with it. Like it, you, people yeah. don't want to talk about Bob doing poorly because he's a great mm. dude. Yeah, so and it, the few it tweets that are out there that are like, send him the Worcester, everybody's like, shut up. Yeah, every, don't they, say those that. get destroyed. Those tweets yeah. get blown up immediately. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was, I got to say, dude, the Rays bullpen, I swear, they have a factory, like, under the bleachers where they just make <laughs> these guys and just, like, send them over to their bullpen that's oh, okay, on the field. Oh, you're talking about the personnel. Yeah. I thought you were like, talking about the fact that their bullpen is just a mound in foul territory. Oh, no. Oh, don't even get me started on the in-play bullpens. Okay. That's the yeah, we'll stupidest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. It's so yeah. dumb. Um, but, no, I swear they have a factory here in the TROP. What, there were a couple you – know, I'm walking around, you know, kind of seeing what I can get access to and what I can get footage mm-hmm. for for the Inside the Monster page. <laughs> There's a couple of doors that are like, something's going on behind that door. There's a big – a big, like – steel door yep with that says cloning machines yeah, it inside says bullpen cloning machine yeah and it's yeah. like glowing green around the hinges yeah and there's guys with guns standing outside of it that yeah. is that the did you get access to that room by the way no i didn't but that's oh, where they make weird. these guys that's where they make that's your theory? fire raisin and guerra and springs and adam and thompson and kittredge that is where they are all made and yeah. I don't like them. Fire at all. Rising is a fun name, huh? Dude, I'm telling you, you could like in the box score for the Rays bullpen, you could put like, I don't, you could put the most random name of all time. You could have like Richard Kadumpalot, and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Sir Richard Kadumpalot. Richard yeah. Kadumpalot has a filthy cutter. And he set the socks down in the seventh as the combined no hitter continued. I swear they, they're just all the and same. And then their career, the second they leave the trap too, it's like, yeah, what happened to that guy? He didn't he have like fourteen scoreless. Well, here's the thing, Joey. Oh, there's yeah, there's like now. an energy that comes out of that green lit room that if yeah. you're, it's kind of like a wireless charging pad. Like if you're mm-hmm. close enough, then you get that extra jolt and you can like pitch at a ridiculous level. I swear this is all is that true. Why- is that why your phone died during the game? Do you think yeah, like, maybe they're that sucking also the gives energy? Off an, yeah, that gives off an uh, alter effect on road media phones. And so that's yeah, why my phone died. They're taking your battery. Taking I got to say, I had, I had a bed. moment before yeah. I left the hotel uh, for the game on Saturday where I saw my battery was at 60% and my mm. charging case was in the room and I was about to get in the Uber. I'm like, no, I'll be good. I'll be good. And you know when like you know you won't be good, but you just go yeah. along with it. You're like, no, 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 yeah. I'm good. And then the ninth yeah. inning's coming around, and I'm like, I'm at 6%. I don't know. This isn't looking great, no, no, but no. still got yeah. to record a quick reaction to the Kiermaier walk-off. But, dude, that was, I mean, the story throw, he said it after the game. Okay. He had more time. He had Let's more time. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, because that was the play of the series. If that play's made, Sox win two out of three instead of the Rays winning two out of three. I can't remember a play, at least in recent memory, that clearly one play was the difference in a series shifting mm-hmm. like that, because that was one. I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. All right. I, I hate to be the guy who plays down the middle and the devil's advocate and all that, but it's what, it's what I do, and it's also what I truly believe in this situation. Yeah. They were both at fault. It no, was I, both no, it's, I, I think it's true. People, it was, there was teams on Twitter, and I did not like it. Folks, if we could refrain from team it was Bob versus team it was Trevor, that'd be great. 
Yeah. Because I love both of them. I'd like uh, I'd like us to not be doing that. You're like, team, it was neither. <laughs> team, team, they're both good guys. They're both good guys. They're both decent. They're decent the men. Day, they're both gamers. They're decent men. <laughs> if you were the reply saying they're decent men. Excuse me. A video of me crying. I reply with a video. Like Bobby Dahlbeck, first of all, he's taller than you think, and he's cool. Uh, he plays a guitar. Uh, dude, I was seriously, like, I was getting upset with, like, people showing, like, this angle, like, how are you saying that's Bob's fault? And then someone over here to store, like, what, what, that throw, if he's on the other side of the bag, yes. Yes to both of you guys. Yes. They both made subpar defensive plays I mean, there. isn't it Bob obvious what happened? on the wrong happened? side of the bag? Huh? Yeah. It's obvious what happened. Bob got Bob's there late the and Story and threw early the and to the left. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a combination of things. I mean, most bad plays that happen in the infield, a lot of times it's a combo of things. It's a bad throw and then up, oh, bad scoop. Or it's, you know, a bad throw and yep. then it's up, oh, about a boop. A bada boop can happen at any time. So it was unfortunate. The timing of it, the timing of it sucked. I got to say, Joey, extra innings, and I saw you tweet it and I agree with you. The ghost, I don't necessarily forget about the ghost runner, but like you forget, <laughs> it sounds so dumb. You forget that he can score easily. Like I'm like, oh, right. that He's on second. Like he's not at the plate. So like he only has to hit yeah. two bases instead of four. And so a Rosarena after that random ass balk that I don't even think was a balk by Robles. Man. It's like, whatever. If he scores, it doesn't matter. But even though there's two outs, Sox are still up two nothing. When he scored on the story throw, I don't know how that ball didn't get in the dugout, by the way. That had dugout written all over it. Somehow it stayed yeah. in play. I'm thinking, wait a second. <laughs> a Rosarina scored, so that's one of the two runs they need. And it's, yeah. that's where I get – that's where – and this is just dumb baseball brain where it's like, no, extra innings, no run a second. Extra innings, run a plate. Four base, not two. Yeah. And so that's what throws me off. And mm. that's my dumb caveman impression. Were you still – after that play, yeah, Kiermaier comes up. Were you still thinking like, I mean, it's Robles. He's on a, a streak. Yeah, I'm like thinking game crazy. over. And I love, I love yeah, Kiermaier. I gotta say, over. I gotta say right now, Kevin Kiermaier is like a one seed in terms of. Oh, I wish we had that guy. I, oh, yeah. I have yeah. always wanted Kevin Kiermaier on the Red Sox. Also, best well, looking so dude. In the, I think he's the best looking dude in the league. I think I, he's so handsome. Yeah, I, give me a better looking guy than Kevin Kiermaier. And I'll give you a liar. It would take <laughs> it would it would take quite a bit. And and the what the worst part is that he made himself so gosh darn likable after when he was like I've always wanted to hit a walk. Oh my run. god, that was I a great have, post game interview. And I love you, oh Tampa Bay. And he's I like, I, city, I didn't, I, love I, team. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just running around like I was a twelve year old out there. I'm like, dude, I already love you. Sure. Like, can we stop? Like now yeah. you're gonna make me lose my credential. <laughs> Like, what are we doing? I'm going to be like, can I get a hug, Kevin? <laughs> I love you. Kevin, that was pretty cool that you did that. Yeah, it was the worst, dude, because I'm sitting there, like, with a broken heart and then see this clip of Kevin just, like, celebrating his wife, congratulating him on I Twitter. I know. Like, oh, he got the God. He got the Gatorade shower. Dude, it was, mm -hmm. that was major, like, FOMO. I'm like, I wish that was us. Like, it, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just hate the whole way it went down. Where it's like once Story stabbed the ball, right? Once he got, once he fielded it, I'm like, oh, game's over. And, and again, yep, he said it. it he should have taken more time, and he should have. And Bob yeah. might have got there late, so his momentum's coming towards the plate instead of being balanced on the base that he can lean out to left or right and get the ball. Um, 
a funky play. That that is I, I know it's that's a, a swear word, but it was a funky play and it it cost them the series. I, I know a lot of times we always say like, oh that cost them but like that specific play cost Literally, them winning the series. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing else about it. So it sucks that Robles' scoreless streak ends. I mean, I know it's no earned runs, but um that game that game was so weird, dude. Like you just look up and there's so many I've never seen that many zeros on a baseball scoreboard. Like just zeros across the board, and it was Whitlock. That's the thing we've. I forgot. I almost forgot about Whitlock. It was the start. Whitlock start. It was yeah. the Whitlock start. So many it weird things happened. Completely overshadowed it, dude. It I know. really did, and that's it's a bummer. I know. Because it was a, he did great. He was so and good. Everyone left talking about a mistake that we that was made by the Red Sox, rather than the fact that Garrett Whitlock made his first major league start. And my gosh, was he dominant? Four innings, one hit, Sox. no runs, seven Ks. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, there's not much more to say about Whitlock. Like, I I love his pace. I love his presence. I love his demeanor. And I love that he can be used in any situation. It needs to be it needs to be repeated every show that we do. That this is so hard what he's doing. Like, oh, I'll, I can close this day. I can start this day. I can give you three innings out of the pen this day from, like, the fourth to the sixth. Like, what? That, yeah. This just doesn't happen. Like, I know baseball is going that direction, and we're going to see more Garrett Whitlocks as we move along here, likely. Mm-hmm. But he's just one-on-one, man. And and the fact that it's a Rule 5 guy still blows my mind. But, yeah, it's a shame on that game that it overshadows yeah. a very, very, very good start, first career start for Garrett Whitlock. And the Red Sox find a way to lose. I wanted so badly to be able to say that I saw the Red Sox get no hit for nine innings and win that game. Like, that would have been a cool thing to yeah, say when yeah. I'm, like, 60. And now it's just, like, what What do you say? Like, oh, the Sox got no hit through nine, and then they scored two in the 10th, and then they lost in the bottom of the 10th. It sucks. Now it just sucks. It's an awful story. That's a terrible story, Grandpa. Yeah, I know. Story sucks. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was tough, man. I mean, shout out yeah. to uh, Dom. And his wife Chrissy, I spent most mm-hmm. of the game with them. They had the Xander is great sign. No so way. So that's that's the first Xander is great with the inside the monster handles on it and everything. Um, they were phenomenal. Great time hanging out with them. And again, great. this is going to make Xander stay here. All right, if we have Xander is great signs, so we recommend more of them. But yeah, man, it was that was a tough loss. Um, it's just funny how quick things change in extra innings. Like the 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 mood in extras changes so fast. I feel like our baseball oh, yeah. brains get so comfy with two outs and like one out remaining in the whole game, and it's like mm-hmm. one swing can change it. I almost forgot that they could yeah. lose because it was so late. It was just like, oh right, if he hits a homer, it's over. Oh, it's over. And the fact that they brought in two runs, really, the fact that there was insurance. I know. Like- I know. I like, yeah, here we go. That was tough, yeah, man. Yeah. That was tough. Really tough. Really tough. But yeah, um, Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox lose the series, man. Combined no hitters are stupid, so I'm glad it didn't happen. They should have won that game, and I'm just I'm upset. I got a quick Tropicana Field breakdown. But anything else from you for the first uh, from the first three games of the series? <laughs> yes, actually, um, blue jerseys. What I love them. Doing? Wait, are we different? What are we doing? Oh, we differ on this, right? I love the navies. Well. Now we can't wear them again. Uh, no, but the, the we were told in our interview with a AC less, in episode yeah. one, you're going to see them less because Eddie was the one choosing to wear them. So in game one, so that also was the, the tip that, hey, like our starting pitchers pick yeah, pick what we're wearing. So in game one, I'm like, oh, Waka chose blues? And then I was like, there's no way Whitlock chose the blues. He's 
Yeah. And then, like, there's no way that that's what happened. It seemed like it was dictated, right? That's what I, I didn't thought. Like it. But hey, didn't I like the I like the blues. I like the blues. But uh, anyway, yeah, real quick, again. real quick, Tropicana Field breakdown. Last time I was here was 20 years ago. Uh, Dad brought us over from our Sanibel spot. Saw Pedro pitch, a mm -hmm. gem. And I remember thinking this was the worst park I've ever been to by far. Not much has changed, but I got to say, Joey, mm -hmm. I enjoy how funky this place is. Like, I enjoy how weird it is. Like, please, it's. No, I know. That's a, a couple. That's a couple. I know, I know, I know. But I love the Ray Tank. I think that's cool. I, I like quirky baseball stuff. That's cool. Um, it's just It's just so weird. It's so weird here. The audio travels terribly. The fan base is bizarre. The cowbells are so annoying. There was this uh, older gentleman next to me today. Mm -hmm. Anything, a strikeout, a walk, just clang, 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 clang. I'm like, dude, stop. Knock it off. Knock it off, old man. But cowbells are so dumb. They have this party deck up in like the. It's the. It's not a party at all. It's like it's like an office no. episode where Michael Scott throws a party and no one shows up. That's what it's like up there. Terrible. Does the sign say this is the party deck? It's period? essentially yeah. It's like this is party deck. Like mm -hmm. no, this isn't. No one's partying. This stinks up here. So, if you walk around the park, I do like that they have a lot of like memorabilia from past stuff. I mean, obviously the 162 porch or whatever is a pain to walk by. That memory will always be brutal. Uh, but they got they got some cool items from the inaugural season in '98. Got a Rosarina's bat from. Uh, the World Series, some Longoria stuff from that last night in uh, 2011, which is always a nightmare. They have two things that I learned from Stevie D, Ness and Camera Guy, that there are two yellow seats in the right field bleachers here. One of them is where Wade Boggs' 3,000th hit landed, home run. Oh. And the other one is where a Wade Boggs' home run landed. It was the first home run in Tropicana Field history. So wow. I feel like I learned something new, that they got a couple yellow seats out there. And I always like that, by the way, Joey. I like... I love the red seat. Obviously, mm -hmm. we can talk forever about how there's no way Poppy with a metal bat didn't reach that or hit it that far. Um, but I do like I do like that stuff about a ballpark, the specific of the park. But this area is mm -hmm. fine. The park, it, it feels like a minor league game. Like, you know, they yeah. do a lot of gimmicky stuff. And it's the floors are so sticky, man. You walk around, I think oh, sticky. Geez. If you're a kid, like, you just wouldn't notice any of this stuff. You'd think, like, mm -hmm. this is what Major League Baseball is. I feel mm -hmm. bad for, like kids that have only been to this park and it's don't like don't you feel like that's there's no one like that though the rays feel like a fan base where like there's no way there's fans of that team no i know you it's know? a lot and it's funny because every uber i took three ubers over to the park for all three games and uh, every driver like was almost like apologetic they were all like yeah you know more fans should be going man more fans should be going a, a couple of them didn't even know that baseball was starting up again um oh good yeah so they, they thought it was still off season but I don't know. The area just does not reek baseball at all. It's the exact opposite. It's like there's just mm -hmm. other stuff going on. Um, it's not far from the water. The St. Petersburg Pier was cool. Did that on Saturday. But mm -hmm. overall, man, I mean, it's the lights kill you. These bright lights hurt. Yeah. I, I can't imagine playing the outfield here. They picked the one color for the roof. That's the color of the damn baseball. Like pick literally pick purple or anything. And you picked white. And then you have these lights that are just blinding. I understand why a lot of weird stuff happens in the outfield. Like, it makes perfect sense. It totally does. Am I... I'm about to say something really dumb or really smart, okay? okay. It's up to you. You decide. Yeah. It's Florida, right? So, that's I'm, not I'm like, I'm I like yeah, Florida. that is really dumb. 
Are you is in Tampa Are you in cons- Georgia? Is it Georgia or Florida? Is Tampa its own country? Uh, no, the, it's in Florida. Am I dumb to say they don't need a dome? They could play outside. No, they could play outside. Right? They, is, they it, is there outside. a lot of rain in Tampa? Is there something I don't know about? It's I think so, it's like, just it, it can just roof? get really hot. So like I I think Come it's on. more the AC factor of it. It's a controlled climate. I mean Miami. I think that's retractable unless that's consistently a dome. I don't know. Um, I think theirs at least has like windows, like the back wall is glass. Yeah, at least like sun it's comes like through. That's the thing about this place. No sun in here. I'm still in the park. They got the leaf blowers still going. My God. And it's just these bright white lights that just hurt your head. And mm. yeah, man, it just doesn't feel like a ballpark. But anyway, the Wade Boggs statue, by the way. It looks, somebody cow. somebody said it was, uh, Col- shout out to Colby. He gave me a, Colby is the nicest dude ever. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. Big time listener gave me a Pedro and Nomar jersey card, which wow, is just like nice. sweet spot. Love that. Thank you, Colby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was chilling with him uh, for the Friday game, and I think he said it. I don't know who said it, but someone said that it looks like the Big League Chew logo guy, and I'm like, it definitely yeah. does. I know Pellerin alluded to it on Twitter too. Like it, it's the weirdest statue I've ever seen, and the fact that like Wade yeah. Boggs is right behind him, the like the picture of Wade, <laughs> the real live yeah. Wade Boggs is standing there. No, but like <laughs> yeah, a picture of him is right, right behind there. the statue. And it's like, you couldn't have missed this more. This is like, this looks yeah. like some weird old guy that's got like gum in his mouth. If you're gonna have a statue that looks that bad, you gotta keep any photos of the real Wade Boggs far away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a, a reference right there. So you can be like, oh, wow, look how inaccurate this is. But yeah, I mean, it was a little cartoony. I thought maybe they were going for that. But the more I looked at it, man, the more I was like, yeah, it was no, this just. It was tough. Looks like he's having a, a an allergic reaction to something. Yeah, not ideal. But my last thing and last kind of gripe about Tropicana Field is that mm-hmm. the wild card banners are the same exact thing as like the AL champion banner from 08. Like huh. you need to decipher though. Like first off, you shouldn't have wild card banners. That's crazy. But AL East, I'm fine with you putting something up for when the AL East, especially if you're the Rays, minimal payroll. I get it. But like yeah. your AL, the AL champion banner should really pop out. That should be like this was the best moment of our franchise's history because it was, mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. it's the same size, same font as 2011 wild card. Like that just shouldn't be the case at all. Um, no. So didn't wild card banner is tough. Wild card banner is tough. It's not. You just shouldn't do it. I understand yeah. you're trying to make it look like you got more history than you do. I get it. You got to build mm-hmm. off of something. But uh, but yeah, that was tough. So. Sox lose two out of three. This series stung like a stingray. Um, Come on, Steve. I know. This was tough, man. This one felt like you were getting stung by a big old stingray. The Ray Tank, again, love the Ray Tank. That was super cool. It's my favorite part of this park. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. That'll do it for our series recap. Again, Sox lose two out of three, unfortunately. They now head to Toronto, where they were this past week. And we will break down that series coming up next. All righty, we are back. Little Red Sox Jays preview. Just like the previous series between these two teams, this one will take place in Toronto in the six. Joey pitching matchups. Okay, the Red Sox are heading back to the six once again for a four-game series that I totally knew was four games. Game one is going to be Nathan Avaldi versus Jose Barrios. Talk about a 
showdown. Barrios allowed one run in six innings in his last outing, uh, which was against the Sox. He allowed eight hits in that outing, including doubles from Devers, J.D., and Xander. Avaldi is very good. Uh, he went four and two-thirds against the Jays last week, allowing run one run on a Zach Collins home run. Game two is Nick Pavetta versus Kevin Gossman. Canada Gossman, native. Go- Goose. Hmm? Guzman. Uh, Canada native, Nick Pavetta. Oh, Nick Pavetta heading home. Uh, Kevin Gaussman is a snooze fest. Eight innings, one earned last time out. He stinks. I hate watching him. Nick Pavetta had a tough start last time uh, against Toronto. He went four innings, gave up five runs. Uh, in his defense, though, it was 420. It was Fenway's birthday. And... It was my cat Goose's birthday. Maybe that was getting inside a little bit. Game three. Michael Waka versus Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling, we did not see in this last series. Uh, he has pitched a total of 10 innings in four appearances this year and is rocking a 4.5 ERA. He's got five pitches to his name, a four-seamer slider, change-up curveball, and a sinker. His slider's been okay this year, but since 2018, every year it has been hit at over a 300 clip. Waka is an ace. He's allowed three runs all year. Has a 188 ERA. It's been good. And that's uh, I have to look that up. But I think it's pretty good. It's good. Game four. Alec Manoa versus TBD. 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 We want to hear you in the Rogers Center D. this week screaming TBD. TBD. Uh, Alec Manoa looks like he was a dick in high school, but he's also <laughs> filthy. He's very good throwing the ball. He, he really, he really does though, right? This, this Alec Manoa looks like a bully. Yeah, and he looks, looks like he's still a bully. He's, he looks like the bully that like never stopped being the bully, and it's like, dude, you should stop bullying people. You're in your mid twenties now. Anyway, yeah, like he would like sarcastically like talk about something you really care about. I know, you know what I mean. I know. He'd be like, "Hey, Steve, watch Jurassic Park lately." <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, hey, what the what? hell? I was just walking out what? to the field. Why did you say that? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's rocking a 2.0 ERA in his first 18 innings of the year, and he's also got 18 strikeouts in that time. He throws a four-seamer, a slider, a sinker, and a changeup. And that will do it for your series pitching preview. Very good. Your weather update for Toronto Monday. It's going to pour. It is going to rain on Monday if you're going to the old ball game. Again, this is in a dome, kind of like Tropicana. But... If you're going to the game, wear a coat to the game. It's going to be low 50s. Tuesday, another 7 o'clock start. Upper 40s for Tuesday. Cloudy Tuesday. Wednesday, also cloudy. Upper 30s. It's going to be cold on Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. Thursday, again, upper 30s, lower 40s, but it is going to be sunny out for the afternoon game. That's in a dome. So that's what your weather update is looking like for the Toronto series. Uh, Some series predictions. I'm just going to do it again, all right? I know this is a dumb. You shouldn't do the same prediction for two series. Trevor Story's getting his first damn home run in this series, and it's going to happen. I thought it was going to happen in Tampa, a.k.a. St. Pete. It's happening in Toronto. He is hitting 234 with only three extra base hits and 47 at-bats so far. The glove has been good. The throws have been average. Trevor Story is really going to start fine-tuning his overall presence on both ends in Toronto and he's going deep I got the offense getting going a little bit it's hard for the offense to get much worse 1.6 runs in the previous series 2.6 runs in this series 
against the Rays and now coming up against the Jays. If you want to win that series, you got to bop. You got to hit. You got to hit some ding-dongs. JD better be back. And if he is, expect some more noise from the lineup. They got to get going, man. It's In this Rays series, there were only two of the last 25 innings that the Red Sox scored in. That <laughs> is nah. just can't happen. That's that. If I'm Cora, I'm like, hey, just a little stat for you. Let's clean that up. Um, yeah, take a look at this yeah. one, fellas. Any predictions showing mm-hmm. for the series? No, but I, I, no, I don't. But I, what I was gonna say that's a joke. Of course I do. <laughs> but uh, you can't keep doing the story thing. That, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell no, you. No, I'm fine with, I'm fine allowed. with you hating it. But this last, last time I'm doing it. Okay. I'm okay with it being the last time, but you can't just keep saying it every series, and then when it finally happens, it'll be like, did it? Oh, no, no, no. I, nine, even when it, if know? it happens in this series, it'll be like, I called it, but I didn't really call it. I'm not going to take full call it credit. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. You're a man of honor and dignity and respect. This is going to mm-hmm. be a split series. It's, I think uh, Sox take two, um, uh, but that's not what you asked. You asked for specific predictions. Um, I think TBD is really going to show up, man. TBD's uh, got a he... filthy slider. I know that much. But we haven't seen much of him, though, no. at the big league level yet. You, you don't think his performance in um, Salem is anything to... No, not really. I know he had one spot start yeah. last year, and I think it was, what, two earned over seven? Two earned so over seven. So the fact yeah, that he goes know, seven in a it. spot start was a little... You're looking at it? It was a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, how many Ks? Uh, you said he went seven innings? Yeah, how many Ks? Uh, I think he had 13. You think did he have he had 13? He had 13. That's right. Hold he had 13. Up. Yeah, he had 13 Ks. Yeah. So TBD versus that bully Alec Manoa. Uh, uh-huh. I like TBD in that matchup. I do too. I do too. I also see Xander uh, hitting two bombs. Two bombs for Xander. Uh, 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 the number yep. on the back of his jersey. That is our series preview for Red Sox Jays. Hopefully, there's a lot of runs by the old Red Sox team. Coming up next, we got some more of your slide in the DMs. We are back. Slide in the DM. And closing thoughts coming up here as we wrap up episode eight of Inside the Old Monster. That would be the dumbest. Inside ye old monster. Inside ye old monster. That's the only thing we got approved by MLB. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. Comes in from Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Slide in the DM. If you were a big league pitcher, what set of pitches would you throw? I would love to be the only guy who can, like, touch 101 with a four-seamer and throw a knuckleball. Like, I think that'd be sick. To throw, like... Like, touch triple digits, and then, like, the next pitch you see is, like, 64 and, you know, doing flippy doos. If you imagine throwing 105 and then throwing 60 the next Yeah, pitch. that's what I want to be. I want to be <laughs> the guy that you just You want a 45 MPH difference between you yeah. two. <laughs> Same arm slot, yeah. Oh, I no like tipping. that. I like that. I'd want a filthy slide. I'd want, like, a Tanner Houck slider. I'd want a Hunter Green fastball, and I'd want a Mariano Rivera cutter. So and, and a first ballot into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd want to be yeah. the greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> I think I want like the greatest curveball, the greatest <laughs> fastball. I mean, hey, if you're opening it up to like that's an option, then fine. This comes in from Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike's got his dog's name is Nomar. What's up, Mike? Uh, if you could void slash stop one transaction in Red Sox history, which one would it be? Stop a trade, free agent signing, firing, etc. I got I got one here. I got one real yeah. quick. 
Yeah, I wish go. they had kept Beltre. I loved Adrian okay. Beltre. He had a great season, and he could have. I mean, he got his number retired in Texas after he left Boston when he was in his 30s. So I would have mm-hmm. loved to keep Beltre. What do you got? A lot of it's, people at feels, home are saying Mookie. I, stop. Oh, what do you got? What sure, do you got? Sure, sure. I wasn't even thinking that. I was more thinking about like player that came here that you don't want here. So even when you said Beltre, I was like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit of a cop out and say Pablo because it was just hard to root for Pablo. Oh, I Pablo's never, the correct answer. I, I think so, dude. I think like if if there's one, I mean, it's Crawford or, or Pablo, depending on how old you are, really. Yeah. Uh, but he was just impossible to root for. He's a guy you don't want on your team. I'd t- I, I would take Crawford if you're taking Pablo. I know I already mm-hmm. said the belt, but if it was like ever a, a signing, it would be Crawford. Mm-hmm. I, I swear that dude's still bitching about his time in Boston. It's like, dude, like you weren't good. You had a small stretch yeah. of being good. If you play very well in Boston, you get cheered. You get idolized. If you mm-hmm. stink, you get booed. Sorry. It's kind of what kind of what happens. That's what yeah. happens. You're not in St. Pete anymore. This comes in from Alex. What up? How about Alex? this one? If you could add any food to typical ballpark selections, what food would you choose? Hmm. For example, I think beef jerky would be... Per- I hate beef jerky, so I'm not going to finish Ooh, that one. Um, I like beef jerky. Something that you could add to the old ball yard that's oh. not on, like, the... That's not typically on the menu. Ugh. It's tough. It's tough because you got to think of, like, what is good at a ballpark. You know, like... Finger food is kind of like the go-to. You know what I yeah. mean? You don't want to have like a like a spoon. You know, you don't want like French onion soup while you're trying to trying to you know squeeze your way into the bleachers or something. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, do you got one, Steve? Uh yeah. It would be chicken quesadillas. Oh, quesadillas are great. Like nothing too sloppy. Just like the three yeah. triangles with the sour cream, little guac, little salsa. I would like that a lot. And a nice little, those little, like, not bowls, but, like, little, like, yeah. I would like that. Oh, dude, dude I'm going to take, a, like, a, a gyro or a falafel. That's fair. Because, uh, you know, something contained. But, like, I'm, you know, hot dogs are great. Don't get me wrong. But I'd like something a little higher quality than just, like, a steamed meat tube. And That's like fair. And, like, some lamb or some falafel. Like, I think that would be, that would be uh, a great addition. For the sake of time. Once again, this is Steve needing to catch a flight. This comes in from Justin. He says, can Whitlock pitch all nine innings every game? Don't see why not. Yeah. We'll ask him. Yeah. Like, we'll have Co- him back Co- on. Cora, wake up, dude. Have Whitlock pitch all nine innings every game, and the Sox are undefeated so far. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? I don't know. I don't know why he's not doing it. To be honest with you, we'll have AC and Whitlock on at the same time. And we'll yeah. be like, All right, explain it to us because we don't get it. Again, this makes no sense. Like, why can't he just pitch every single game and dominate? Are we all dumb? This is the obvious thing to do. I don't know. I don't. But know. anyway, uh, I don't really have a closing thought. My closing thought is just people that are in the aisles at this park at Fenway. <laughs> I don't have a closing thought. But a, here's my closing. Yeah, thought. I don't have a closing thought. No, but this is normally a closing thought's more thought out. This was just like it's just been bugging. But people are always looking around, stopping in the middle of the aisle, driving me nuts. Oh, my real closing thought. I got to meet Tom Flash Gordon today, and that was no wonderful. Way. He was my favorite closer when I was a kid, and I was like, "What's up, man? I'm Steve. You were my guy when I was eight. And he's like, "I really appreciate that, man. That's that's great. That's great." He said that's great twice, and that's awesome. I pat him on the back, and I, I didn't, but you know, talk to him for ten seconds, but passed him in the in the hall, and uh, that was a cool interaction. What's your closing thought? Yankees fans. Oh my gosh, 
I'm I'm kind of a little floored here, Steve. I don't know if you saw. Kind of stunned. We haven't talked about this until now. Yeah. I, um, I know that you've kind of been in your St. Pete bubble. Yeah. And and you you ordered me not to text you while you're there. That's what I said. I was like, you yeah. listen up, pal. I texted you once and you called me and you were like, I'm sorry. Are you are you dumb? Are yeah. you stupid? I was Pick like, one. shut up, idiot. I'm in Florida. <laughs> Jump what do text. you not get, you bozo? That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I didn't want to check in with you because of the obvious uh, and see if you had seen this or not. But it turns out Yankees fans are scumbags, which is like, <laughs> like kind are you of, seeing this? It, it has kind of rocked my world. Uh, John Sterling uh, saying that's not those aren't Yankee fans. Yeah, they are, dude. That's yeah. that's who they are. That's Yankees fans, bro. I don't know how you've had your job for this long and have never met a Yankee fan, yeah. but that's what they're like. That's what most of them are like. And all the Yankee fans on Twitter who are saying, oh, well, that's not all of us. That's just a few small whatever. Uh, if one guy threw something, that's something. Yeah. Like three dozen of you threw something. And in my experience, that is what you guys are like. So it's not shocking. And it's awesome that dude who I definitely don't remember. It wasn't Straw. Was it Straw? It was Straw. Somebody. Yeah. It was Straw who said worst fan base on the planet. Crazy that he said it, but something tells me he's not the only big leaguer who thinks it. I know. I think a lot of big leaguers will will go to that point. I, and I think it's specifically the bleacher creatures out there that uh, get a little unreasonable. So him saying that ballsy, that is yeah. going to. I don't think that's going to solve anything. <laughs> I think that's going to make for some real fun experiences in the outfield for that dude the rest of his career. But um, I do respect him having his teammates back. And I don't know. Would I would I have gone that far? Probs not. Uh, if I played and, you know, if I had future games coming up at Yankee Stadium. But I, I do think that was pretty ballsy to do. So that will do it for Episode 8. Sox drop two out of three here in St. Pete. They are off to Toronto. Tanner Houck not available. Uh, it sounds like there's not going to be a lot of guys that are missing the trip. I think most of the team is vaxxed. So for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. We will be back later this week. Until yes, then, sir. go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.